Chaos Conjurers. Welcome back. I'm your host Chloe and today we're going to be reviewing Blackwater Sister by Zen Cho and I apologize it has been a little while since my last podcast. I actually broke my microphone and I've only just gotten around to getting a new one. So let's jump in straight away with the synopsis and then I'll go through some non-spoiler reviews and then I'll give a clear warning when I start to talk about spoilers just in case you haven't read the book yet. So here we go. Jessamine Tia is closeted, broke and moving back to Malaysia, a country she left when she was a toddler. So when Jess starts hearing voices, she chalks it up to stress. But there's only one voice in her head and it claims to be the ghost of her estranged grandmother, Amar. In life, Amar was a spirit medium, the avatar of a mysterious deity called the Black Water Sister. Now she's determined to settle a score against a gang boss who has offended the god, and she's decided Jess is going to help her do it. Drawn into a world of gods, ghosts and family secrets, Jess finds that making deals with capricious spirits is a dangerous business. As Jess fights for retribution for Amar, she'll also need to regain control of her body and destiny. If she fails, the Blackwater sister may finish her off for good. Okay, so starting off with the non-spoiler section of this review. Um, this book felt really different in a lot of ways to a lot of other fantasy books I've read. And I mean that in a really good way. It was like a breath of fresh air in a genre that can often feel a bit same-ish. Um, not that I mind that because I really enjoy fantasy, obviously. But a lot of fantasy books tend to start feeling like each other. Um, and this one, I don't know, I can't even really describe it. Maybe it's because of the setting, but also the way... Um, the way that Zencho writes, it felt, yeah, really fresh and new, and I really enjoyed this book. From the beginning, um, I really vibed with Jess. She's not just an interesting character, but it's also like a very interesting transit. She's in a very interesting transitional stage of her life, I should say. I will give a trigger warning for this book. Although as a whole, the book doesn't particularly, it's not like a particularly dark book. It does have um, an attempted rape in it so just keep that in mind if that subject is something you'd rather avoid. One of the things I really enjoyed about the book was the family and relationship drama that threads through this book you know and it's set in a culture that's like very different from my own and yet the human experience is st still so similar in the emotional connections and tribulations that happen to Jess, but also seen through a unique lens of, for me anyway, of this Malaysian culture. Jess's character arc was like very enjoyable to read and I really felt her grow as the pressure around her forced her into like new strengths. My favourite part about this book was the Malaysian setting. You know, diving into a culture I don't know much about. I have visited Kuala Lumpur, but it was like, uh, it was a while ago now. Um, I can't remember exactly how many years, but I think it's like seven years ago now. And I was only there for a really short period of time. I think I was only there a few days. It was like two or three days. I don't know that much about Malaysian culture. So it was very interesting to see it overlay so much of this book. You know, after reading this book, it really made me want to go back to Malaysia and explore more of the country and the culture and see Penang for myself. It's such an important backdrop in the story and it was really refreshing to read an urban fantasy book that wasn't set in the US or the UK as so many are. 
strong point in the book for me was the dialogue. Cho writes it well in a way that fits perfectly into the setting and it feels real and lived in and, you know, and it is unique to the culture that this book's set in as well. Cho also touched on a lot of like important topics in this book, such as racism and how immigrants are treated and societal homophobia and, you know, the greed of capitalism. You know, this is a good fantasy read, but the book also explores these topics in many ways and that it doesn't feel overly forced or out of place in the magical setting of the book either. The character of Arma is really entertaining to read and she was by far one of my favourite characters in the book. Um, There's some things I want to say about Arma in the spoiler section of the book, so I'll go into that a bit more later. I will say that there were a few downsides to the book as well, though. Uh, As much as I enjoyed reading this book, it did drag in a few parts in particular. I I would say the first half of the book is a bit slow. And I can't put my fingers exactly on why, but maybe it's a bit of a pacing issue. Um, It also tiptoed around some of the darker scenes and action scenes at times. I would have liked to feel some more like gripping high stakes tension in the action and maybe a bit of a deeper dive into the darker aspect. However, I think this might be because um, it might come down to the fact that I read more like adult fantasy, and I think this feels a lot more like a new adult fantasy book. So I think maybe it's more that the writer was trying to keep the violence, even though there is violence in this book, it was trying to keep it a little bit more to a minimum and not get too dark, if you know what I mean. But At times it felt like she was dipping her toe into the violence and the darkness and she needed to just take that plunge like straight in. Um, I'm not sure if I enjoyed the like dipping the toe in, if you know what I mean. I think I would have preferred just like a plunge. (laughs) Yeah, so the violence and darker themes are probably appropriate for the new adult kind of area this book falls into. Even though this is more of a like a new adult book, I could there could have been more tension. Like she could have built a better level of tension um, and made the, the stakes for the action and the romance a bit higher. I never really felt like on the edge of my seat, if you know what I mean. So for all these reasons, I'm going to give this book a solid 3.5 Chaos Cats. I feel like it's one of those books I really enjoyed reading. It just didn't really imprint itself on me. And it's going to be one of those books that in a few months' time, I'm going to start to forget all the details and someone's going to be like, have you read this book? And I'll be like, yeah, but I can't really remember. Like, it's one of those books I enjoyed it. It was a good read. The thing I enjoyed most was the Malaysian setting and Zencho did a really great job of, like, deep diving into a culture obviously that I know nothing about and she presented it in a way that made sense to me um yeah so and it you know it was such a beautiful it was such a beautiful read but at the same time I'm not emotionally attached to the characters in the way I am in so many other books and I'm not it's not one of those plot lines that is going to keep me thinking about it long long after I've read the book so it's a solid read it's good it's enjoyable but It's not one of those books that's going to live with me for a long time. Okay, so I'm going to move on to some more um, um, spoiler sections of my review. So warning, warning, spoiler alert. Stop now if you haven't read the book. Um, One aspect of the book I I felt needed to be more fleshed out was Jess's relationship with her very patient girlfriend, 
um, I think her name is pronounced Sharanya. Sharanya. Their relationship story never seemed to go anywhere, and Sharanya character needed a bit more development. I didn't really feel any romantic tension between them. Um, it was a lot of show and not tell. Uh, I didn't find their relationship particularly engaging to read about. And I wish we had some more like flashback scenes to when they met or some key points in their relationship so I could get like a better feel for them as a couple. She was just like a distant voice on the other side of the phone and yeah, like I really enjoyed the concept of their relationship, but I really f wish it had been fleshed out more. Considering that, um, you know, Jess, one of Jess's big dilemmas in the book is this, you know, do I stay in Malaysia and get a job here or do I move to Singapore with um, Sharanya? So the fact that I wasn't rooting for the relationship as much as I wanted to because I didn't know their relationship well enough to do so. It didn't, it means that there was no tension with the decision. If I had have had a real stakes in their relationship, I would have really felt that pull between, yes, she should move to Singapore and go and be with the woman she loves. And I really ship their relationship. And then also like, here's this amazing culture and family based community that she's growing into and she's got strong ties here to her parents and now this like fant fantasy based reality you know there was no tension there for me as a reader because I didn't care enough about the relationship to feel the tension if you get what I mean so yeah I feel like their relationship really to make this the plot line even feel more tension and to make the stakes higher they really needed to flesh that out more they, I mean, Zencho really needed to flesh that out more for me. Personally, I didn't feel any connection with the romance. I found the plot development of Arma, um, you know, taking over and controlling her body very interesting. And not just as part of the plot, but how it speaks to a wider theme of the story. From the beginning, you feel that Jess feels trapped and controlled by her family in many ways. And then her Arma literally like traps and controls her. And Jess spends the book not only trying to free herself physically from armor and magically from her, but also free herself from family expectations and limits. So I thought that was a really great, um, I thought that was great writing on behalf of Zencho and how she tied the theme to the physical, magical aspects of the book. Um, I have to say that because I enjoyed Armar's character so much, when it became clear that Armar and her gang were willing to like go to any lengths, including like betray Jess to win against their opponents, it like it hurt me. <laughs> I was hoping my favorite character would turn out to be better than that, and that you know Armar was going to turn into someone who Jess could really like look up to, maybe, or you know that she'd be a great member if a dead member of the family that Jess could bond with. I really loved Armar's character, but it was a hard one for me, you know, especially towards the end. Again, with um, Zencho's writing of themes and blending, you know, the themes of the story with uh, the actual plot, I really liked how, you know, in the beginning, Jess's life feels like it's going to hell and then her life literally goes to hell. Like the mirroring, the mirroring I can't even say that word, 
mirroring <laughs> of what is happening to Jess emotionally and then physically was like a very well-written part of the book for me. There is a point in the book where Jess's family, so like I want to go into like the racism aspect of this book because I feel like um, Zencho does a good job of touching on this and I did read a few other reviews where they bring up the fact that the reason they really disliked the book was because of some of the racist aspects of the characters and the culture but I feel like Zentro's purposely written this in and what I mean is uh, maybe I should use an example so you know when her family is openly racist towards um, people from India and she doesn't call them on it like Jess doesn't call them on it and there was also a lot of comments on like skin color and your position in society like I've read some of the reviews where people have given the book a very low rating because these particular aspects upset them. And I will say that I also found these aspects of the story like upsetting and hard to read. But I think that is the point. I don't know for sure, but I think Zentro was trying to paint like a very real picture of the world and this culture. And like all cultures, there are dark parts. You know, I was also very unhappy with the way Jess let, like, the casual racism of her family, and she just let it slip on by with no comment. When she'd made it so clear that the discrimination that her own parents experienced in, Mer in America bothered her, the fact that she would l listen to her relatives talk this way and then just let it slip by without making comment, um, you know, that is very upsetting. And often I think... The thing is, I think Zen Cho was trying to capture the fact that often when racism is pointed towards you and yours, you're like very justifiably upset and you're outraged as you should be. But, you know, sometimes when it's you or yours, like your family committing it against someone else or another race that isn't your own, even though you are from an ethnic group or a race of people that is often discriminated against that suddenly you know it's not as important and you're not gonna like stand up to it as much as you would for your own um and you know I don't condone that kind of behavior but racism isn't like a simple easy subject it's not always a two-sided equation and I think the situation in this book is there to make you think on this you know the fact that Jess comes from a family that might have not been, well, wasn't, I should say, wasn't treated correctly in America. But then when she comes to Malaysia, she realizes that there's cultures in Malaysia that are also not that um, fair or forgiving or kind to other cultures living within their communities. And, you know, I think it's an important thing to point out that racism comes in many different kinds and flavors and they're always horrible they're always hard to read in a book, but I think it plays to the human aspect, I think, of this story that Zencho is trying to write to give like an accurate reflection of how people are. I think that particular situation in the book is there to make you realise that we don't always treat others how we would like to be treated ourselves. And Jess is a character that is flawed and that's part of her being human and she's not perfect. And yeah, she probably should have stood up to her family and said, hey, that's not okay. Those comments are not right. But, you know, she didn't. 
And I think, unfortunately, there's a lot of people that get stuck in those situations where they probably should stand up and say something, and they would if someone was saying it about their family or their culture and they don't do it for other people. So, yeah, I think as much as it's something hard to read, I don't think it necessarily um, went against the book for me because I think it's an accurate representation of humanity. And at the end of the day, writing tends to be an act. Well, it doesn't tend to be. It doesn't have to be. Like, you know, some there's plenty of fantasy books where they don't touch on racism in this way. But this book has decided to go there. And I'm not going to mark it down in my mind um, based on that. It's just an interesting conversation to have, I think. You know, it's also an interesting conversation to have about colorism that's written in this book. Uh, again, I think Zentro was simply trying to write an accurate reflection of the culture this book is set in. Again, unfortunately, this is not an inaccurate reflection, I think I would say, of Malaysian culture. I was only, you know, I've only spent a small amount of time in Malaysia, but I have traveled very extensively throughout Asia. You know, um, I've probably spent a good year of my life throughout different parts of Asia. And unfortunately, you know, this obsession with skin colour and how you're perceived by society based on skin colour, uh, it's a bit of an obsession in Asian cultures. And it's commented, you know, skin colour is commented on, you know, on, I should say, commented on in ways that are not always nice or fair. However, um, you know, if you are someone who has trauma around these topics, I can understand why this book might be particularly uncomfortable to read or might upset you. So I I understand people's, you know, I've read reviews of people of colour who found this a hard thing to read and I, you know, I really sympathise that, you know, that could be really triggering for people. But at the same time, I do think it's an accurate reflection of the culture. So it's one of those hard things, you know, you're writing a fantasy book, but, you know, Zencho is also trying to capture Malaysia and a particular culture. And unfortunately, you know, as much as there's so many beautiful, wonderful things to comment on in Malaysia, and she does, she portrays such a vivid, you know, um, world, a vivid culture, a vivid place. Like I said earlier in my review, this book has inspired me to go back to Malaysia and see more of it because it is one of the Asian countries I haven't spent as much time in. But, you know, as all cultures do, they have their dark sides as well and they come with aspects that aren't as pretty. So I'm just going to say personally, I don't mind that Zen Cho decided to portray the very human aspects of the culture um, and that sometimes they're not the happiest things to read about. Yeah, so I just wanted to, I don't know, <laughs> Just I felt like I just went on a really big spiel then about colorism and racism, and that's not really my area of expertise, so feel free to uh, form your own opinions as you read the book. But that, that, that was just some of the things that I felt as reading the book and um, how I felt about some of the other reviews of the book that I've read. But all in all, it's a good read, a good solid read. Um, I'm going to give it three, like I said, 3.5 Chaos Cats. There was lots of things to love, lots of things to love, and there was a few things that I would have liked more of. 
and the pacing did bother me a little bit. There was there was a few spots, especially in the first half, I really had to push myself through because I was getting a little bit bored. So, Chaos Countries. That's the end of my review for Blackwater Sister by Zen Cho. I do have an Instagram account now called Chaos Chloe Podcast. If you'd like to comment or DM me any suggestions for reads, I would much appreciate it. I do have quite a long reading list, but I'm always willing to add in more, particularly if they're books that you'd like to hear reviews on. Uh, feel free to message me and let me know. Again, I apologize for the delay in the podcast coming out. I'm going to try and get myself into some kind of schedule at the moment, I'm just kind of doing the podcast around my other working hours. Um, but I have been told by multiple people that I should do it at a regular schedule. Uh, so I'm going to try and sit down and work out how I'm going to achieve that in the very near future. So I will announce that as soon as it happens, if I can pick a particular day that I'm always going to release a podcast on. I might even try and ramp it up to two podcasts a week. It will kill me because I don't have enough spare time to do that, but I might force myself to find it. Uh, otherwise, I hope you have an amazing week and this has been your host, Chaos Chloe. <laughs> <laughs>